Hey there, and welcome back to Faith for Finances. My name is Sam Piercy, and I am your host. And I have the unique privilege of being a messenger of a really unique way of looking at finances. And in some ways, we're looking at it backwards and upside down. And there's an interesting thing about backwards and upside down, because if you try and write something simple like the word money, M-O-N-E-Y, backwards and upside down, the first thing that happens is you get your pen and you get yourself all kind of squiggled around and you're focusing on it. And maybe I'll encourage you to try it and then tell me what happens. Because if you turn your paper upside down, all of a sudden, everything becomes crystal clear. It's simple, but it's not easy because that's not how we've been taught. So we've been taught to look at money a certain way. We've been taught to actually look at money. We have been taught to walk by sight and not by faith. And of course, we all like to quote 2 Corinthians 5-7, that we walk by faith, not by sight. But is that really what we do when it comes to finances? So in uh, today's show, I'm going to unpack some of this. And there's so much to it that I've got my papers, I've got notes. And I would say that there are years <laughs> that we can spend. We're never going to get it right. So we have to start and just be open to the possibility that we can look at finances from a completely different perspective. That way would be up and not down. That way would be by faith, walking in what the Word of God says, not by what we see. Yeah, we know we log into the bank account and we obviously aren't able to spend what we don't have, but we have to know what we're going to spend in order to know how much we need in order to be able to do that. And that's an interesting concept because it's the difference between spend less than you earn or earn more than you spend. They both require systems. And a system of intentional spending. In business, it's called a cash flow forecast, a cash flow model. In, in uh, personal finance, we call it a budget. And that means money coming in and money going out the bottom. And hopefully you've got a positive number and then with that positive number you go and you put it on deposit at the bank so that you can save it and they're going to grow it for you. But the reality is that maybe they're going to grow it but it takes it out of the possibility of being able to spend it. And when you spend money, you actually bless other people because you create a profit for a business and that business then employs other people and they purchase goods and services and there's a natural flow of increase. If you take something and you take it out of circulation, you put it on deposit so that the immediate income from it is going to the person who has it on deposit, the financial institution. And from that, they then create loans that then fuel spending. That process means that interest rates uh, cause prices to go up. The whole world that we live in is a credit-based economy. It's called a fiat economy 
and throughout all of human history we've seen it before but if we're thinking that we got to get out of debt we got to get out of debt we got to get out of debt we're focusing on getting rid of something we're not focusing on creating something we're not focusing on what has God brought to us what has he given us right here right now that he expects us to plant where's the field that he wants us to plant what's the size of the field what are the seeds what's the size of the harvest that he wants to produce through our life if all we see is I got to get a job so that I can get some money so that I can pay the bills and then hopefully I can stop spending cut back my spending so that I have enough money that I can then get rid of this horrible bad stuff that is causing bondage then I can save more because if I don't save more then I'm not gonna have enough it's the way we've been taught to go to school to get a good education so that you have a, a good job and when you have a good job then you make more money and you can put more money on deposit so that you can then save more and then you hopefully have enough that you don't run out when you go to spend it in 1997 I first realized that this whole concept of saving and then consuming saving and consuming wasn't sustainable that it actually caused fear doubt scarcity and uncertainty and what we really need isn't the big pot of gold we really don't need the savings and that's not to say don't save I mean yes we want to make sure that we have some set aside but we're not necessarily setting it aside for an emergency because that's negative we set it aside for opportunities we set it aside uh, just like squirrels do we get lots of examples in nature but what do we need we need money coming in today tomorrow this week next week next month next year we don't need a whole big pot of gold we need enough money to pay the bills and in order to do that we need systems in place to manage the flow of money first of all to be earned and then to come in and then to go out and all of that becomes very intentional it's orderly and it's harmonious there's a big difference between okay well I got a mortgage over here so I gotta have a bank account over here and oh I get points on this credit card over here so I'll put this money onto this credit card that's just chaotic and then we're always trying to squeeze so there's four foundational concepts that uh, reframe money and we all know that in the Bible God says give and it will be given unto you we know about sowing and reaping do we also know about lending versus borrowing and do we put God first and then money seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you what does that really look like because we all know that money is the currency that's where the food comes from for the table that's where the roof over our head comes from we know that but do we trust that God also knows that because money doesn't grow on trees and yet we talk about planting a garden so that means that God's given us a seed so there's there's four concepts that we talk about typically we always just we talk about tithing and giving in the church and this whole donor model but if we're still coming at it from you've got a fixed amount of money and now you have to get as much money squeeze as much money out of it as you possibly can 
that's very different than this cause really speaks to me and I'm really passionate about this I could spend all day and all night and not eat and just carry on and doing this all the time because this is really fun so how Lord how how Lord what have you given me who have you connected me to what do I need to do in order to be able to produce a harvest from that how is that going to work those kinds of questions are very different what do you have in your hand right now I've had people say well what do you do if you don't have any opportunities it was like what do you mean do you know anybody do you have God ask him what are the opportunities he'll tell you well I don't have any education I can't do this and I can't do that well can't 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 forget that what can you do what can you do with what you have means okay what is the cost of your lifestyle before you actually go out and get an income what is the house you're living in the car you're driving the people you're hanging out with what is the entertainment what are the causes that you're supporting what are the activities that your kids are doing like where what are you doing with your life and how much does that cost if you're gonna work so that then you can go do these things okay fair enough where's the money gonna come from what's the cost if you want to travel around the world in a motorhome fine what are you going to be doing? How much does it cost to buy a motorhome and to run a motorhome and to park a motorhome? You know, figure these things out. That's walking by faith because it requires you to say, wow, Lord, what do you want me to do? How much is it going to cost? And that to not just put it in a big long list where you run out the bottom, but to put it into something that says, okay, it's going to cost this. I need this much money, but hmm, egads, I only have this much money. <laughs> so now what are we going to do? figure out the difference and go what's the gap okay what do we have that's the size of your field that's the size of the harvest so four concepts that kind of flip things upside down the big one of course is always looking up not down you know sometimes you, you need to be intentional for sure I'm not talking about just spending what you don't have that doesn't work for very long we're talking about being sustainable but earning more than you spend is very very different than I've got this much now I've got to squeeze you still need to know how much you're gonna spend you still need to know when you're gonna spend you still need to have your systems in place it has to be intentional but the what you're gonna spend is the concept that governments and corporations use for planning its planned expenditures and a program for financing them is actually the Webster's definition of a budget instead of uh, planning for retirement what we want to look at and we'll unpack in the weeks ahead is um, why saving money is really not your secret to retirement why the whole concept of get out of debt get out of debt get out of debt will keep you broke how spending money will actually um, build wealth and how a small seed of a ten dollar investment can produce unlimited income people go, well, it's only 10 bucks, it's not going to do anything. Well, yeah, but multiplying, multiplying. How you do anything is how you do everything. And so if you don't value $10 and you haven't learned how to brainstorm what you can do with $10 to get a hundredfold return on $10, then what's going to happen when you're looking for $10 million? Will you ever be looking for 10 million because you're stuck at 10 bucks? Or if God gives you a $10 million dream, a 10 million dollar vision are you gonna know where to start 
Those kinds of questions are important because he gives each of us the ability to do something. So as we unpack this, I'm really encouraging you to make sure you go to moneyminding.com, sign up, get the free resources, ebooks, there's the templates and the 12 steps that we'll explore next week. The 12 steps, the 12 decisions. There's how do we start to do this? Because everybody wants to know, well, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you do it? Well, how you do it starts with what are you doing? And who do you know? Because you've got to be able to start asking some different questions. How do we look up instead of down? If you want to buy a car, do you start with what you have? Do you start with, okay, well, I'll just get a cheap car because that's all I can afford? Or do you take cash flow to purchase an asset which then produces more cash flow and then you use that cash flow in order to finance something. People go, oh, that sounds complicated, that sounds risky, that sounds whatever. Well, is that more risky because you don't, is it risky because you don't understand or is it risky because you have heard all the years of your life that borrowing money is bad? Well, is it borrowing or are you leveraging? Are you taking a seed? The parable of the talents and the parable of the miners are, they start with the master gave the servants something and said, go produce wealth with them. Go do something. If you use debt to create bondage where you have to go work, 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 work for it, that's very different than leveraging. Now, am I advocating debt? Absolutely not. It's a mindset. I'm not saying that we have to use those things, but it's how we think about it. We have to start thinking upside down. What do we have that we can plant in order to produce an immediate harvest, an immediate income, that will then give us some fruit, give us some to share, give us something to replant so that we can continue to grow the harvest and we can have a celebration and we have more to give. Because if we're looking at how do we increase our resources, that is a radical concept because we haven't been taught how to do that. We've been taught how to manage money. We've been taught how to direct our attention to managing money not managing our relationship with God, our relationship with each other, not our relationship with what's around us. What is, what is in your heart? What do you love to do? Who is important to you? What are the causes that, that you just, oh, you just like, it just rips your heart out because you want to do something and you don't know how. And, and 20 bucks doesn't seem like enough. But 20 million maybe isn't even enough. But it, you just want to do something, but you got to go to work. But maybe there's something in that. Maybe there is something that you can do. And all of that starts because we are just open to the possibilities. We're open to the possibility that we can bring Jesus right into the money conversation. And he's going to lead us to other people that are going to, yeah, that cause really speaks to me too. What can we do? What can we do? How can we get this message out that something needs to change? And really that's what my team and I are doing is we're saying, hey, Enough is enough is enough. We know that everybody needs money. But if we go looking for money and we keep trying to do it on our own, the one message about working in community that's really interesting is the number of people that say, okay, if it works for me, then I'll, then I'll share it with other people. Well, the point is, no, it says the community prospers, so do you. That means that we start in community. We start by having these conversations. We start by looking at the way we've always done it. Get out of debt 
means that you focus on something that, that brings in guilt and condemnation and shame, and it forces you to try and cut back and squeeze. And when you do that, then you don't want to spend, and then you open the door to more guilt. You open the door to resentment and to bitterness. You open the door to selfishness, because spending money is an uh, expression of overflow to bless other people. If you're going to spend 10 bucks at a coffee shop, that $10 blesses that employer. That employer then provides work for somebody else. And then they have $10 that they can spend somewhere else. And there's this multiplication effect. But if you're always saying, no, that's fluff. You don't need that. That's discretional. That's, that's extra stuff. But I mean, yes, maybe there are some things that, that aren't necessary. But that's between you and God. There's no guilt in any of that. God will tell you. He will he'll speak to your spirit and say, you know what, maybe you can wait. Or maybe something really, really is important to you. I don't know, a new pair of shoes. A really nice pair of shoes, like a couple hundred dollar pair of shoes. And you don't have a couple hundred dollars right now. That's okay. Because you can set the intention and then you can say, okay, what am I going to do to get there? What activities can I do? And then you got to go, well, I have no idea. Great. Join us. Because we have a whole growing group of people that are going to say, hey, what about this? What about that? We're going to actually teach you how to start thinking to bring the Holy Spirit, that creative power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us, that created the heavens and the earth, to help unlock ideas. And we're going to start small. How you do anything is how you do everything. We'll start with 10 bucks. If you can come up with 10 ways to produce 10 bucks, then you can come up with... 10 ways to produce 10 million bucks. And if you don't even want to think that way, or somehow you think that, oh, that's too much money, well, that's fine. We're not saying you have to become a multimillionaire. God gave each of us unique plans and purposes and desires, and he doesn't expect all of us to go out, travel the world, and become multi-gazillionaires running big corporations. He expects some people that have a great desire to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom. You know, the reality is that many people actually need an extra couple hundred dollars a month. So where's a couple hundred dollars going to come from? Sadly, too many people think they have to go get another job. And if they have to get another job, then they start to think, well, I don't want to spend the time. I want more time with my kids. And it just becomes this can't. And it really does open the door to bitterness because there's a desire that's not being fulfilled. And then you get numbness, and then you get tuning out. I just need to zone out. I'll just turn on the TV, or I'll get on my social media. Social media is a really powerful tool, but not when you do it at the expense of, of trying to numb a stressful day or numb a desire. Because at the core of that, then that leads to masking true purposes. What is God's purpose for your life? And then you get drugs, alcohol, sex, you get all these other things that are desire, they're ways to, to mask a hurt. And at the root of systemic poverty is the lack of freedom. So let's look at an example. And this is a real life example because typically when you get older you start to, okay, well I just want to downsize, downsize my home and live off my assets, but that's not God's plan. So here's an example, somebody in their 70s had a $10,000 um, investment inside their retirement savings plan. And so they asked the simple question, well, what do I do with this? 
What do most people do if they've got $10,000 and they don't really need the income? Spend it. Okay? You, you pull it out and in Canada that means that you're pulling out and you're getting about half of it. Well, what if the desire of this 70-year-old was to leave something for their grandkids? Okay, well, how can we increase that 10000 Typically, that would mean, well, let's get a higher return. Let's get a higher return. But that's not what this guy was all about. So what we did was we actually drew it out, used the income in order to um, leverage credit, ended up with $30,000 in seven years. We, we, we leveraged a $30,000 investment. So we took $10,000, turned it into $30,000, and three uh, equity, whole life, permanent life insurance policies for the three grandkids. They were, they were cheap, inexpensive to purchase at the time, and whatever we can talk about more insurance later, but one $10,000 investment meant that there was $10,000 in savings at the end of seven years for each of the, for those grandkids. Through those insurance policies, those kids were guaranteed to be insurable, and there was $30,000, and we did that in seven years by shuffling things about. We looked up, not down. What can we do to take this asset and use it to produce income, immediate income, and then how do we use that income to fulfill that purpose? If you hear something and it just kind of goes, oh, that's a little bit different, then I encourage you to open your eyes, open your heart, open your mind, and to look further. Because that little bit of, I've never heard this before, or oh, I never thought about it like that, is drawing you in. It's God saying, hey, I'm here. Let's see what the next step is. Let's see what we can do. Don't turn away because it's maybe a little bit different. Don't go, oh, that'll never work. Because as soon as you shut it down and you say, can't, then that's exactly what you're gonna get. Press in, press in, press in, and listen to what God's calling you to. And so we, uh, we look to God, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we say, Lord, show us how. When we don't know how, lead me to somebody that can help me get the knowledge. Lead me to the right kind of questions. Lead me in the way of truth. Lead me so that I can take that next step. It doesn't need to be towards a million bucks. Maybe it's towards 10 bucks. Lead me in the way of increase, not decrease. And so make sure you follow us on Facebook, on YouTube. Faithforfinances.com is where you'll get show information. You can connect with the team. And uh, moneyminding.com is where you can get access to free resources and to join the community. Share the message. Just invite other people in because as the community prospers, so do you.